Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Fatty. With me, as always, is Stinky in Brooklyn, and we watch Midway. Hey, get out of here. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is me, your good friend, Dick Worst. <laughs> oh, oh, man. There goes, That's like, funny. It, it says right here, Dick Regular Sized. <laughs> I guess as soon as yeah. you hear his, his name is Dick Best, it's just like, all right. I know he's gonna hit me with that, so I gotta, I gotta go to this lane here. No, I've, this whole time I thought it was Dick Adequate, but you know, okay. Every every fucking time that I've seen that fucking what if Joss Whedon made an X movie meme on Twitter today, yeah. I've just been thinking about all of the fun he would have with a lead named Dick Best. <laughs> oh well, at least he's now in charge of one of our favorite franchises. Parker, do we have any other news? My dude, for the last 10 days, my home has been home to a three-year-old, so the only two things I have watched up until this recording are Midway and the trailer for Venom 2. (laughs) Cinema is back. Hell yes, King. All the hits are coming. Our good friend Woody Harrelson coming back as another Venom thing. Big week for him. More goo. A lot of goo. More hilarious jokes that we all remember from the first one. Yes. Uh, no word yet on an Eminem song, but, you know, you don't want everything well, to Well, you know, come on. Yeah. It's, he's, there's a lot to choose from. Give him some time. Yeah. Look, I need to get that Venom Steelbook. <laughs> Man, have you, has there ever been a movie franchise more deserving of Numb Encore? <laughs> For real? Oh <my> God. <laughs> We've officially reached the part where I'm vaccinated. It's like, I will pay $40 to sit in the theater and watch Venom 2 and stuff my face with popcorn. I am ready. 100%. I'm sensible. You know what? I'm ready for it. I hope the the theaters are packed. I I hope they take away social distancing. Yeah, let's get this Venom 2 herd immunity, you guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there's more news, but that kid went to sleep before midnight two total times, so I am dead inside. I don't know anything that happened. Man, I am so ready for Parker I Jr. to join us. Not slept. <laughs> oh my god. I wanted to sleep in today, because it was the first day, you know, with the house to ourselves. But uh, I had to wake up early so I could watch Midway, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, we're doing Time great. Well spent. We're doing great. Learned a lot about history. Big history buff. Love yes. movies. Love the bad guy from Deadpool 1? Question mark. Oh. We had a bad guy? Oh, right. Francis. Yeah. yeah. Big week. Big week at the movies. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> well, tell you what, let's get into our jerks of the week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. I'd like to go first. So, I know a lot about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and one of the things that I kind of like is professional football history. So I've been reading a book called Paper Lion by George Plimpton, and it's about, it's actually really interesting. It's about this journalist. He's like 35 years old. He's like, you know the best way to learn about pro football? to join a team so he just sides on with the detroit lions it's like hey can i just play back and quarterback and just like go through your training camp and just be on the team and they're like uh, okay and he joins better than who they have at, at the time they were the lions were actually pretty good uh so he's also very now. much out of his element <laughs> this is before the super bowls so how to get the book out so fast <laughs> This is, uh, when did this book come out? I think this book came out in, like, 1965, so slightly out of date, some of the terminology. Um, so he joined the team, and he's a backup quarterback. 
Now, their starter at the time was Milt Plum. Probably don't remember him, but their starter <laughs> That's before That's not a that, real name. <laughs> their starter before that was Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane, Hall of Fame quarterback. He was really great. He was a real leader in Detroit. I Fucking across... West Side Story-ass <laughs> characters. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby Lane. I be- <laughs> Bobby Lane. I believe went to uh, University of Texas at Austin or something like that. I- I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I-, I came across this that I thought was very interesting. Um, uh, Bobby Lane was beloved by everyone he played. Whichever it was, they played a great game for him. They'd do anything for him. He was the most popular man in Detroit. I'll tell you. There was a time when the police got him on a charge of drunken driving. It was pretty serious. He could have been forced to sit out part of the season. There was a big uproar from the fans. They'd have lynched the arresting officer if he'd stuck to his story. Uh So he admitted that he might have mistaken Lane's Texas drawl for the drunken stammering he'd picked him up for. Lane got off, and that year a sign (laughs) sat around the team dormitory. I'm not drunk, I'm just from Texas. So my jerk of the week is the entire city of Detroit. Whatever happened to if you break the rules, I will report you. You know, you win a few, you win a couple dozen Super Bowls, and all of a sudden you think the rules don't apply. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. I'm not drunk. I just saw a girl. <laughs> Don't you hate when your homie's at your house playing Resident Evil 8, and you just wait, make sure he checks in when he gets home, so you know he gets home. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your jerks of the week? Ah, uh, you know, Cheeto man. <laughs> uh, Again, you right now, this fucking cat who I didn't realize got locked in here with me. So that's pretty exciting. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be sneaking away in a hot second here. She won't quit biting me. Uh, my other jerk of the week is my own cursed mortal shell. Because on the last day the child was here, we took him to an indoor trampoline place, and my body has never hurt this bad. I feel 100,000 years old. My shoulders and legs hurt so bad. You're referring to that kid so much. Are you going to call him the cursed child? He is. <laughs> like, oh, this is a lot of fun because there's just trampolines everywhere. There's like all oh, these ball pits. It's so crazy. The next day, like, I sneezed and my abs hurt so bad I like, doubled over in pain. I feel like I got the dog shit kicked out of me. <laughs> you know, we, I knew the child was going to be cursed from the first day he was there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, know, you fly him really to the miss... airport, you're just like, have fun in Britain. No, <laughs> as much fun as I had hanging out with Albus Severus, I'm excited to get back to watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotta get you to stretch more often, dude. I did not know what I was in for. Didn't <laughs> understand the physical toll I'd be taking on myself. What did you do? What, did you just bounce on a trampoline the entire time? I got Rugburn immediately. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, I just have this metal image of you bouncing, like, really high on one of those, like, grown-up trampolines, you know, like, the specialty (laughs) ones or whatever. You jump, like, way up by the air, do two-and-a-half backflips, and just splat on the pavement next to the trampoline. (laughs) Dude, I'm I'm just imagining a fucking slam ball dunk on a three-year-old, and it's doing a lot for me. (laughs) There was definitely a hoop, and I definitely made a very loud noise... And then did the the LeBron James slash Evan chalk celebration. <laughs> People did not find it as funny as I did, including the child and everyone in our group. Everyone's just looking at you. Hey, cool, let's go do something else. Okay. Sorry, showing up that hard, I probably would want to leave too. Okay. All right, hey, Parker, um, you ready to go? Scoreboard. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about what we. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about what we watched recently. I only watched two movies this week. I was a little bit busy. The first one I watched was an assignment. It was due to the wheel. (laughs) Uh, Don't blame the wheel for your problems, buddy. Just make better draft picks. Yeah, why'd you pick such bad players? Wishmaster 2, <laughs> Evil Never Dies. No, it doesn't, Chris. So, Wishmaster 1 is actually a movie that we did an episode on, and one of the things that we noted is it has very, very good special effects, especially that beginning sequence where that like skeleton walks out of the person's body. That's really cool. There are other things that we noticed. There was the, the airplane sequence. Never forget that. Um, <laughs> the main character and the way that he talks like this the entire movie. And Kane Hodder. 
So they decided, That's one hey, of the things you remember from it, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, him and Ted Raimi, but, you know. So, uh, speaking of, I thought Ted Raimi was in Midway for a second. I thought he was, like, the Codebreaker guy. I was like, oh, yes! You imagine. <laughs> anyway, they could have, like, saved so much money if they had cast him instead. Anyway, Wishmaster 2 Evil never dies. So, this movie has perhaps the most precipitous drop in the quality of special effects from one movie to the next that I think I've ever seen. It's insane. It is. It looks like it's it was honestly made kind of alarming. Thirty years ago. So the way that the movie works, and I'll tell you about the plot, such as it is. These two robbers. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying the word robbers. Uh, a, they uh, they steal. They break into a museum to steal the artifacts. Now, right off the bat, you have me because that is a great way to begin a movie. Wonder Woman 1984, notwithstanding. And they they're looking for I don't know the jewels, and they're going to sell them to people. And I don't know. One of them gets shot, and the girl escapes. And um, they one of the things that they steal. Now, they knock over, I think, like, a stone, one of the terracotta army uh, soldiers, and it breaks open, and the Wishmaster stone is in there, oh and he escapes. Go ahead. That, that fucking sounds like a Brendan Fraser mummy bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And the Wishmaster really escapes. I'm on imagining the Wishmaster dude and Gal Gadot arguing over a stone, and I feel like it's going to fuck <laughs> right? up my whole night, dude. It probably will. So Wishmaster escapes. He's got. Uh, you look at him. You're like, oh wow, it's, what a fucked up buddy. And then you see his face, and it's it's clearly <laughs> green screened in there, and it looks so embarrassing. Anyway, uh, one of the guys who, who got shot by a security guard is like sitting there suffering, slowly bleeding out, and the Wishmaster demon is like, "What would you wish for?" And the guy is like, "I what?" And he's like. I can grant you any wish you desire. All it costs is your soul. And the guy, uh, for some reason, wishes he had never been born. And the Wishmaster <laughs> interprets this by making him regress in age to when he was a baby, and then he just disappears. Uh, I, I don't really quite see how this one works out. But the special effect works like this. The um, the guy who got shot, he does this with his face. Imagine you can see me on video. He goes like... Just shaking his head like that. This happens the second time he does this to another person. <laughs> so the Wishmaster takes human form. You remember what the Wishmaster looked like in the first movie? Kind of looked like one of those white collar criminals, uh, slick back hair and everything. That that kind of uh, that smirk that he always has as he's going to offer someone a wish. Well, he looks like he's got bad kendo scars during this movie, <laughs> and. Uh, for some reason, he takes the fall for the robbery, and he goes to prison. So he's behind bars for most of the movie. Um, what else does he do? Um, oh yeah, some guy uh, tells him to freeze, like a cop tells him to freeze. And he does the Sub-Zero thing and just makes that guy into ice. Again, the guy goes like that before it happens. Uh, then at one point, a guy wishes that he will walk through the bars. This is the only thing that's worth talking about in the movie, who cares? And he's like, oh, I want to walk right through those bars and walk right out of this prison. And the guy makes his head smash against, like, the bars. And this is, like, the only part with any real blood in it or anything. And it still looks really shitty. And then we get to the only reason that Parker actually assigned this to me. Parker, I know you're I, sitting I up. two reasons. Me. Oh, yeah, sure. One was to and, cause uh, you psychic damage, because I know you did yeah. the voice for at least a full <laughs> night, if not more. I'm still doing it. And, uh... The linguini is perfectly cooked. Uh, it's about my the, the reason here is uh, one of the guys in prison is falsely in prison. He's like, oh, I wish my lawyer would just go fuck himself. What was that you said? And uh, he sits down with the lawyer and the lawyer's like, hey, guess what? I can actually get you out of here. We didn't cover more evidence. And then his lawyer, his lawyer fucks himself. Now, you might be wondering, oh, wow, I wonder how they do that with special effects. It is literally the worst special effect I've ever seen in my life. Like, he sort of, like, leans forward on the table, and he uses his own heels to kick himself in the butt the entire time, while just going, like, oh, 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 oh. Okay, that's, this is the best you got, I guess. This is, uh, this is what we're doing. This is, this is the best special effect in the movie. Oh, wait, there's another one. Uh, Parker, I don't know if you remember this from the climax, but the Wishmaster goes to, gets a job at a casino. <laughs> this, is, this is the movie Damn, that we're doing. Really should have wished Fuck, for better dude. players. 
Uh, he gets a job at a casino, and I think at some point he just stops uh, granting wishes and just does things to people for fun, because there's a bunch of locusts in there. I guess it's like a plague or something. I don't know what's going on. And he rolls some <laughs> dice on a table, and they yeah have a bad no. number or something. Yeah, and <laughs> and what uh, are they? God woman, damn it! <laughs> then he goes up to a woman and he says, "Looks like you crapped out." And she starts. <laughs> She starts pooping gold coins. <laughs> Hell yes, dude. And you, you might be thinking to yourself... Well, you said this was bad. <laughs> the people at home might be thinking to themselves, Hell yes, this sounds good as hell. It actually oh. kind of sucks. Because we have this woman's face and she... It looks like she's pooping. And then, like, cut to a completely different shot on a completely different day, perhaps on a different plane of existence, and we have, like, gold coins falling on the ground. And you hear, like, third-grader fart sound effects. People going, like, like you know, the blowing-on-your-arm raspberry sort of sound effects. That's what they're doing for this. That's the budget that we're working with. So I wouldn't really... <laughs> oh, who's the highest-billed actor in this movie? I think it's Debo from Friday. He's in this. <laughs> That's the fucking kiss of death, man. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. So God then I put it, on dude. a different movie because this one is good. Please Chris. don't make the point. <laughs> Feel free to cut this because it's a response to a joke from five minutes ago. But <laughs> things don't usually end well for the kids that try to show their rocks to Gal Gadot. <laughs> I'm leaving that one in. Absolutely do not cut that. <laughs> I just wish it was three minutes ago, but I didn't want to cut you off. No, I'll try to. Maybe I'll edit it in where it makes sense. <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. Uh, <laughs> it was going to live oppressively in my head to the end of the show if I didn't stop oh, you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, God. The Wishmaster arguing with Gal Gadot. That, it's a movie idea right there. It's Not a good one, but it's an idea. Night, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the worst part about the movie is it's not on the list. So thank you, Parker. There goes ninety minutes of my time. Dad, I love <laughs> wasting your time in like four different ways. And the other one I wanted to see was a sci-fi movie that I hadn't really got the chance to watch for a while, but I had heard things about it. It's called Barbarella. It's got Jane Fonda in it. Oh, no one Jesus. else of consequence. And uh, I was like, you know, I like science fiction. Let's see if this one holds up. And the other Alex told me, you know, that movie's basically pornography. So I put it on. And it's when the cat's away. <laughs> I have to admit, actually, significantly less nudity than I was hoping for. So, uh, what happens? Uh, it's kind of like Flash Gordon, but shitty. Man, <laughs> that that doesn't sound good, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't really think of a whole lot of other words to describe it. The music's okay, although it doesn't seem to fit. This, I think, Barbarella's a really good example of this kind of science fiction I don't like. You know? God damn it! Should we should we do Flash Gordon? Uh, that's a little too good, I think. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it might work put, for an put episode. it on the list. Yeah, it might work for an episode. Uh, I I would not mind revisiting it. I, wait, there's there's a lot of Queen in that movie, Alex. I don't know. We gotta... I, I mean, there can't possibly be more Queen than another movie that we've done, <laughs> so it's fine. All right. Maybe anyway. we'll get to hear the good Queen songs this time. There, actually, I have to admit, I really like that soundtrack. So, yeah, what a what a great movie Barbarella is. I'm never going to watch that again. Alex, what did you watch? All right, so I've only got one to talk about this week because your boy has taken way too many classes and finals hurt. But, uh, was no one ever going to tell me just how fucking good Abominable is? The kids movie with the Yeti? It is. Oh, I never got a chance cute. to see that. That is, like, my platonic ideal of a kids movie. Like, the animation's great, it's got cute animals, the pacing's right, there's only one song, and it's a fucking Coldplay song in 2019 for some reason. Like... <laughs> All of like the weird bits, like 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 the the bumpers between plot events that are clearly meant to make kids laugh. Like a lot of them land. This is a movie that I laughed at way more than I was expecting to. After I turned it on, expecting to get homework done while you know she was entertained by the cute kids movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I had a fucking blast. <laughs> there's a there's a recurring bit with a uh, um these rare whooping snakes where these snakes just hop out, just go whoop. 
(laughs) (laughs) And literally every time it happened in my brain, (laughs) just going, yum, 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 (laughs) yum, yum, yum. (laughs) So I am just sitting there belly laughing at the stupid snake bit. (laughs) Just just having to be like, oh no, the snakes, they're really funny, you know? Not, it's not at all my brain poison. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was the day I watched Whoop. three different movies all called Abominable. That was a yeah. powerful <laughs> afternoon in my life. Oh my god. What about the Abominable Chris Berman cut? Did they ever pop up? Whoop! <laughs> Whoop! Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking Greece. Alright, might have to watch that one again. No but, one uh, circles the squashes. Yeah, Chris, as somebody that loves kids' movies, you will enjoy it whenever you get around to it. The Yeti's fucking adorable. Yes. Like, like honestly, in the running for cutest animated movie animals that I have ever encountered in anything. And, like, like they don't fuck up the pacing. Rednecks is not in this movie. Like, oh, I, well, I was gonna go watch it, but... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like... I, like, I, I, it's something, because, you know, I don't watch a lot of kids' movies. Like, I actually went out of my way to, like, hunt down reviews on it to see what other people thought about it. And most of them were like, oh, it was pretty good, it's no Pixar, though. And that's fucking <laughs> bullshit, because that's better than any Pixar movie that I've seen since, like, Ratatouille, probably. Like, it's, it was really good. I really liked it. And for me to be shilling a kids' movie, you know, it has to be, you know, something that, uh, doesn't suck ass. So... What are you trying to say? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Parker, Parker, I see all the uh, the Disney Plus content you've been going through. You I know, compromise is important. <laughs> I I understand. Sometimes they get but brought also, up on the show, sometimes they don't. But also, I work on the weekend, so anytime uh, it's like, hey, let's watch this Disney movie. Like, hey, you gotta go to work. Watch it yourself. Bye. <sighs> Whoops. <laughs> Well, it's either that or it's like, hey, do you want to watch this? Not really, but I also don't want to watch the Humanity Bureau, so you know what? <laughs> on. It's like 75 That's minutes. Fair. Let's go. It's fine. Yeah. And uh, with that, Parker, did you watch anything else Absolutely not. I watched The Crimes <laughs> of Grindelwald Tuesday morning, last Tuesday, and I watched this this Tuesday morning. I <laughs> would watch anything. I am craving a movie. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I think that's why I didn't even hate this as much as I should have, because it's like, oh my god, I could just sit on my couch and watch a movie again. I'm so happy. I certainly liked it a lot more than Crimes of Grindelwald. Okay, well. These were the uh, various crimes you warned us about, Chris. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's see if we can uh, get this done in under a half hour. Let's, let's talk about Midway, uh, a Nick Jonas vehicle. Is it a good sign? What's a worse sign? Five production companies you've never heard of before, or directed by Roland Emmerich. <laughs> <laughs> you know a, the answer. <laughs> which is the worst harbinger of things to come. So I, I have a question here uh, that I don't think has an answer. Who asked for this? Someone's dad somewhere. Oh. Yeah, that must have been Roland Emmerich's dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I need yeah, to do a movie this, about this... a real subject. What's all this Godzilla crap? Man, you know, it's funny, because, like, I could totally see some director's vision being like, wow, nobody's done, like, a a movie about the Battle of Midway since the 70s. You'd probably do something really cool with this. What I can imagine is just making a movie about the entire first half of the Pacific in World War II, and then calling it Midway. (laughs) That's the thing I don't know what people were asking for. Well, you know, it's important, Alex, to remind people of why the Battle of Midway was fought. A lot of people don't know that the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. That's a good point. You know, it's very easy to forget. (laughs) This fucking fucking movie. (laughs) It's literally, it's literally like they released a movie called Batman, and the first ninety minutes just watching his parents die. (laughs) (laughs) As they step into Crime Alley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy, hope you're ready to uh, go to the go to the theater tonight. See that big show at like minute forty five. That's the movie. Buying tickets in advance on Fandango. Oh wow guys I can't wait to go to the theater tonight Oh no what's this mugger doing here (laughs) You just watch them watch The Mask of Zorro in real time (laughs) 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 45 minutes like This is really good actually Why do you want to finish the movie All the hardcore Batman fans Are going nuts over that one dude That's a good one (laughs) 
Mom, was... Mom, can we go outside in the alley to get popcorn? <laughs> oh no, it's my fault. My parents are dead. Who's Minute voice 55. Are you doing? <laughs> Is that Franklin the turtle? <laughs> That's what he sounded like before he had to learn to disguise his voice, dude. Oh, okay. That's right, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm clearly the biggest fan of superheroes on this podcast, yeah. so well, I, I would know these things. So this movie has uh, various characters who were there at Pearl Harbor. This is this is back when haircuts made sense. Back when you could set your watch to a haircut. And uh, everyone's got a haircut that I can trust, so bring this back. I think Parker was, like, shaking while watching it. <laughs> A lot of indistinguishable facial features. Well, yeah, a lot of the facial features. Or the high and tight with a pencil thin mustache. (laughs) The the like, oh, he forgot to shave for four weeks. Um, I I think uh, the one that I like is you look at all the jaws and they're so angular, especially (laughs) Dick Best, our lead. (laughs) How is he the lead? How does this happen? Dude. Cause that jaw, like, that's entirely the jawline, dude. I fucking I, I said this to Chris before we started recording, but uh, at least thirty times my mind flip flopped on whether that was or was not Oscar Isaac. God. Could you imagine though? Just it would have been the exact same movie. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> that sweet, sweet dreamboat in this movie. Maybe he well, wouldn't hate Japanese people as much. Oh, yeah, I guess we should have a conversation about that. This is our main character. His only qualities are, ah, I hope I get to see my wife more, and I fucking hate Japanese people. We're going to get in there. No, we're not dropping these fucking, no, we're going to get into these fucking torpedoes. I'm going to fucking kill them. Like, okay, okay, okay. So that's the thing about this movie. For any of you listening into this, hearing our glowing reviews about how much we love Midway, maybe you want to watch it yourself. Be forewarned that they use the slur Japs quite a bit to refer to Japanese people, and it's a complicated word. Uh, One of the reasons that we don't use this word anymore, (laughs) one of the reasons (laughs) that we use this, you can't use it in Scrabble though, so. Uh, Because it's been co-opted by the Jewish American princesses. I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> anyway. You're goddamn right you are. So. That stunned me. Oh my god. <laughs> you should have seen my face. Holy shit. So the word Jap, uh, the reason we don't say it anymore is because the intent behind the word was used during wartime to refer to an enemy. When you hear someone say that word today, it is never used in a positive context. I will admit that in the movie... A, it's obviously done for historical purposes. Like, they were calling them the Japanese citizens, or, uh, or you know, anything like that. They, they were calling them Japs. And one of the reasons that they do it in the movie, and it kind of comes across in the movie, is it's just shorter. It's, like I said off mic, they're speed running the word Japanese. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, it's 2021 right now. It's going to be a little awkward to watch. It didn't bother me tremendously, but... Uh, they throw it out there a lot, and I was gonna be like, "Yeah, all right, I get it that they killed a bunch of your buddies, but like, jeez, okay." I can't um, believe we just got a slur history lesson on their episode about a Roland <laughs> Emmerich movie. Well, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> just like 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 everything you said is true, but also I literally wouldn't have even noticed it if I didn't have a Twitter account. So you know, oh, whatever. I guess that's yeah, you know. Uh, my thing about this movie is, I, I mean, what's there to talk about with a plot? I mean, it's just people mostly know this sort of stuff. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Do they? Characters and none of them have a character. It's a yeah, real dude, problem. It's World War II Pacific Theater. The good guys won, the bad guys lost. So my it thing is... about this. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Speaking as somebody with like most of a history degree, um, this is one of those movies that like. You know, sometimes you'll see a war movie and, like, you'll see that they took liberties or whatever. This movie tries so hard to do the opposite and put in as many little factoids that someone in the audience may have known. Like, as many quotations from famous people as somebody could possibly ever know. And having read them all in a textbook at some point or another, it is fucking egregious. Like, literally putting Admiral Yamamoto in your movie just to put in the fucking sleeping bear line. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> Roland Emmerich. 
I'm dumb uh, with dirt. Fucking... And when he said that, I was like, oh, this seems a little on the nose. Well, that's the thing. Is like I, I actual you, quotation. Yeah, you, I have a feeling you can't actually make the movie without that line. Even though, upon looking up the trivia, there's no evidence he ever actually said it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's probably apocryphal, but also it's one of those things that everybody knows about the war in the Pacific. And when I say everybody, I mean dads that watched a lot of Mash. Dad, if you're listening to this episode, he didn't mean that thing about the princesses. It's okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, when I watch this movie, I can I can kind of feel like a good movie struggling to get out of it, and it's not just Parker and me who are like kind of starved for movies this week, where we're just like, oh god, anything, moving objects, thank you, oh god, masterpiece, ten out of ten. <laughs> it was more like. I was engaged. I, I never looked at my phone during the entire movie. I was, like, interested in everything that was going on. The characters were, uh... I, I could barely call them characters. They were simply people who were in the movie. Uh, we are expected to care about one of the people who died on, uh... One of the ships in Pearl Harbor. And I was like, I don't even know who that was. Did he even uh, get a name? I think he got I mean, a name. I no- mean, my notes... <laughs> my notes say Richard Spencer question mark, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he had a name, I think, briefly, and he got barbecued like that guy in Angel Cop. So, uh, <laughs> rough beat for him. Um, Fucking, this movie starts, and we're on the, all of a sudden, we're on the Arizona, and I was like, god damn it. Are we really doing this? Are we really fucking doing this in the movie called Midway? Which is about an entirely different battle. <laughs> Yeah, well, again, we have to set the scene. Otherwise, people wouldn't know why we're not on the best terms with Japan. It's just... Every fucking thing. It tries so hard to be like, Hey, did you know that uh, Dennis Quaid's character had a rash and that's why he wasn't at this battle? We're going to show this in our movie. Hey, I I see you out there. What if this movie wasn't 220? Yeah, I see you out there, a guy who's read the Wikipedia page for Bull Halsey. Yeah, that's the thing. We we really should bring up the, uh, we really should bring up Dennis Quaid's rash. He said out loud at two o'clock in the morning while recording a podcast. (laughs) They bring this up like twice during the movie. It's like, yeah, remember he had eczema. Like you read the IMDb, it's like, yeah, it was pretty serious. Yeah, but we were bombing like planes and shit. Like, man, that's I would focus on that, you know. I never thought I'd watch the movie version version of Wikipedia, but for World War II. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, that trash can is a fully functional droid, and it also was at the Moss Eisley Canteen. Sick! Hope his rash is okay. Goodbye, Mr. Quaid. It's that- just like, the only reason the character's even there is because <laughs> it's the equivalent of, like, pointing at the fucking screen when somebody mentions Thor's belt and saying, I know what that is, except for dads. Yeah, that's the thing, is like, is it even really for dads? I think this is more for, like, the people who are... It is, the movie is, in fact, dedicated to the brave Mujahid, uh, the American and Japanese forces who <laughs> fought during the war. I'm like, most of those people are dead, you know? They're going to be the ones watching it and going to be like, actually, it was even louder, you know? And then they're going to say slurs. But, like, the, what, the dads it's who... dedicated to who? <laughs> <laughs> both sides, Parker, both sides. Right. I'm so sorry. Uh, we also have to, well, all three sides, because we need to talk about China. Aaron Eckhart shows up in this movie, and I gotta admit, I didn't know much about, uh, you know, what he was going to do. I'm like, oh, who's getting... Oh, he's Doolittle. Oh, no, what? Yeah. This isn't yeah. really... <laughs> you know, because I, when, I when thought they- when they made this movie, when I saw the trailer for it, uh, I, I guess, Alex, maybe you didn't see the trailer, so you didn't know what was going to happen. Oh, uh, I did. Don't worry. Oh, you did? Okay. I was like, I don't Several think... Several times. I don't think I saw Aaron Eckhart in it. I was like, I thought it was mostly going to be unknowns. And Nick Jonas... And uh, I was like, oh boy, this will be great. I want to. Oh, they're doing the Doolittle thing again. So. When they. When he's fucking below deck talking to those pilots and somebody runs into the room and says, you gotta see this, I immediately knew and immediately my head went down. Like, we're doing every beat, huh? Every single beat? We can't get away from any of these? Well, that's how you set up the Justice League. You have to establish that there's other soldiers fighting. Oh my god, the Emmerich verse. Imagine the Wonder Woman guitar while Aaron Eckhart gets shot down. (laughs) (laughs) As he he parachutes into rural China. Uh, Hey, I wonder who funded this movie. That's weird. Where did that $100 million come from? Ah, weird. 
You know, I have to admit, I felt really bad about, uh, when I was watching, like, the ending, they do, like, the thing that they do in all these movies, where it's like, and he went on to be United States Senator, or or something like that. Uh, Doolittle was, uh, when he landed in China, the the Japanese killed 250,000 people for helping him out. (laughs) I was like, again, Fucking tech screen of what? Oh, don't you forget about... Yeah, they killed a quarter of a million people. Like, oh, sick. And then this guy saw his wife again. Yay! (laughs) I mean... He opens what looks like a porta potty. He's like, hey, what's this? (laughs) It's just implied, like, well, that guy just got all of his fingernails ripped out off screen. (laughs) When, uh... (laughs) You know, when when that's who's signing the checks, and you're gonna do a both sides movie about Mm -hmm. the Battle of Midway, you gotta give them something. (laughs) Uh, do we have to keep calling the Japanese? Okay, okay, yeah. Yes, sure. uh, yeah, okay, we'll yeah, yeah okay. sure. Just, just keep, keep the money flowing. Got it. No yeah. problem, buddy. Speaking of money, the budget for this movie, I uh, <laughs> really you double movie than this, high and also doesn't show at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The CGI, especially at the beginning, is. I, I saw one review that said it felt like I was actually there, and I was just like, "Do you mean you were seared alive?" Because. Uh, <laughs> Because visually, it is so... There's this thing about movies where, if you know anything about color palettes, there's the combination of blue with like this sort of burnt orange that goes together is naturally pleasing to the eye. Someone discovered this in graphic design years ago and passed the word on to Hollywood, so almost every single movie that you see is going to have those two color palettes. It's in like the social network, and, it, and it's right here. We have the blue water and like the light gray battleships uh, up against all this uh, smoke and fire, and I think that's the reason that that they're uh, coloring it that way. And I'm like, oh, it it just feels so like nakedly pandering to the audience's eye, uh, rather than trying to make a good action scene. I literally would have felt less insulted if they filmed this in sepia. <laughs> You sure you don't want to watch Justice League? (laughs) (laughs) There might be something you'd like in there, dude. Our good friend Ezra Miller, fresh off his Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh my god. (laughs) Actually, I'd like to bring up something about Crimes of Grindelwald real quick for a detour, because we don't really have much to say about Midway. So I went out uh, with Stephanie, and uh, she's a big fan of Harry Potter and the entire Potterverse. Still? And I, yeah, yeah, (laughs) hardcore. And she oh, really liked uh, both Fantastic Beast movies, and yeah. she's yeah, and she's really upset. You know why she's upset? Because Johnny Depp isn't going to be in the third Fantastic Beast movie, and I want to respond: No one's going to be in it because they're not going to make it. But she says that, that is he, false. He, she says uh, uh, he got removed because of the Amber Heard thing, and she's like, "That's not fair." I'm like, you know, that's also my takeaway. We just forgot to mention it. So, <laughs> I actually agreed with you off mic, and then everyone clapped. <laughs> so back to Midway. Uh, <laughs> the the three year old came up to me this week in the house and uh, told me about. <laughs> and he was like, Uncle Parker, Kamala <laughs> forever, and she did the Wakanda salute, and I was like, Oh my God, thank you, we made it. <laughs> you know what the best part about these shitty movies with four hundred characters is? Mm-hmm. Is watching the dog shit scripts try and remind you who they are, like when we get introduced <laughs> to Patrick Wilson, who's the one that warns them about Pearl Harbor and they don't listen, and then the next scene he walks into a room with generals, and one of the generals looks at him and goes, "There's the man that tried to warn us," and then they just start talking. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites was uh, spoilers here: the death scene for Nick Jonas. Uh, first of all, I want to point this out. I'm like, why are they giving him a lot of screen time? Who the hell is? I got it. Dude. It's Joe Jonas. <laughs> At the end of the credits, Holy it says Nick shit. Jonas. And I was like, oh. So uh, he's captured by the Japanese here. They're like, tell us where the Americans are, please. Or else uh, we'll throw you overboard. And he says, I'd like a cigarette. And they're like, uh, okay, can you tell us where the Americans are? And he says, I had a lot of friends at Pearl Harbor. So why don't you go fuck yourself? And they're like... <laughs> Okay, and they just throw him overboard with like an anchor attachment. <laughs> just, just the, like, the fucking 
Did he write his own <laughs> scene there? <laughs> when he fucking pops back up and you're just like, oh, cool, he did it. He survived the Japanese throwing him overboard. They never could have possibly seen this one coming. And then they kick that anchor overboard. <laughs> really funny reveal that's not supposed to be funny. He's just fucking bear chewing it up the whole movie. I'm like, you know what? Fucking drown him. I'm over this. <laughs> hey, I had a lot of friends back in Pearl. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing, is they keep calling it Pearl. Please call it Pearl Harbor. That's Speed what I'm running used to. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like beat to the punch. Well, look, if the Japanese are going to take intentional deaths like that, I think it's totally fair for us to speedrun oh, it as fuck. well. Oh, my God. When the, Dude, oh, the yes, Japanese thank do you. kamikazes, and he goes, oh, my God, he's turning himself into a bomb. <laughs> such a fucking Fuck yourself, take, dude. What a good-ass movie. I'll change my four stars. <laughs> Just every fucking time you see a plane in the air, you just know that they're gonna do it again. Like that fu- the fucking scene where the bombers come. It's like, oh well, one of these is gonna get shot, and then they're gonna turn it around, and then someone's gonna shoot the AA gun at it, and then lone fucking behold, it's the Simpsons beat meme. for beat. Remote yeah. keeps throwing Barney out, and he just shows up behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a burning Japanese fighter plane. Dude, did you like the one where the American fighter plane gets shot down and he tries to aim for the ship as he's dying, but he he misses and it hits the water? And the Japanese guy's like, the Americans aren't brave enough to do that. (laughs) They don't know our secret strats. Can we talk about when they tried to give our main character, like, some kind of emotion? So there's the nervous guy, like, I don't know if I can do it, boss! He's like, hey, don't worry, man, you got it. And then in the next scene, he just flies off the carrier and drowns. (laughs) Dude, trying to give him emotion is just, like, every once in a while he'd look at a picture of his wife, and in every other movie, you would say, oh, he's dead. Well, this one, he actually lives. He just never flies anymore. Every fucking time <laughs> you just hear him yelling at his co-pilot just is the most halo energy you could possibly imagine. Just, hey, Murray! The Japs are over here! <laughs> Do they do that a lot? Do they really have, like, open-air things where they can just, like, yell over the roar of the engines be like, Hey, no! shoot the bad guys! <laughs> Alright, uh, we got two Japs at BR Tower. Um, camping in Overshield, <laughs> waiting for it to respawn. Just, okay, you know what? I'm gonna give some free advice out there to all of the directors of the world. Nobody ever needs to see another first-person shot of somebody shooting a gun. Ever. In any movie. Just get rid of them all. They all look like shit, always. Just stop doing it. You know, of course you say this after you guys assign me Hardcore Henry. So, Parker, I <laughs> wanted to ask, would you like to share a, a, a naval submarine with Paco? I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Physically impossible. <laughs> but Parker... Parker, he oh. would he would keep the submarine buoyant. <laughs> I thought it was real fucked up at the end when they had to waterlog Paco and admit defeat. <laughs> no one knows who that is. <laughs> I don't give but, a shit. But it's provocative. <laughs> hey guys, spoilers. He's fat. Well, <laughs> no, it's because we... I haven't talked to him in years, and he has a kid now. But fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have anything else to say about Midway? I, I have plenty of things to say uh, about absolutely. Midway. I was prepared for this to go long. Don't I worry, really? buddy. I am ready. I am oh, ready. go ahead. I have to admit, I ran out of notes here. I was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> There's okay, like no first women in this movie whatsoever. And then at one point, there is... <laughs> Patrick Wilson's like sitting at the table, and his wife literally goes. I'll go get you a sandwich, honey, and just leave the room. <laughs> Look, can we just go there back is... to that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Look, there, there is there is one woman in this movie, and uh, good get for Mandy Moore. She looks good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could use more of her instead of... Let me check my notes here. Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah, okay. Can we talk about Woody Harrelson's hair? That dude looks so much better without hair. Yeah, I did not like it. It upset me. 
<laughs> the whole time I was just like, oh, that's not supposed to be there, though. Because it's like, Whenever... the guy had hair, I get it, but also, just, do you need Woody Harrelson to have three scenes where he's like, well, what does your intelligence tell you? Okay, we're gonna attack there. Great. I have Let's to admit, Woody, the, guys. That, that was one of the ones where, like, I have to admit, like, Alex, when I read history books, especially about the military, there's some quotes in there that really stick with you that are... They're really cool, and I can see why dads become the way that they are, where they they quote that line to you with all the you know the mysticism behind it. But to hear a character actually say in a movie, uh, Commander uh, Admiral Halsey, "Welcome to the most difficult job in the world." You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that I mean, to me, that's as bad as Kaido wins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's a good comparison. And on that note, Woody Harrelson's fucking hair in this movie makes him look like the Russian bad guy from a fighting game movie. So oh, fuck yeah, dude, absolutely. He should be fucking Hachi's heavy, just hanging out <laughs> waiting for the dipshit kid to come back. God, could you fucking imagine showing up to a Tekken movie and just getting treated to a Woody Harrelson fight scene instead? Oh my God, dude, I would give anything. <laughs> oh, if only, man. Man, we really should be making these things, huh? Yeah. We'll be doing such a better job. Sorry, I'm thinking about the Doolittle scene again. Just as himself from True Detective talking to the military. So, the, <laughs> so for that Doolittle scene where they show up on that carrier and it's like raining a lot, and they're like, "No way, they'll be able to take off with this." I'll bet you ten bucks. I'll take that bet. He's Doolittle, and then he takes off. Just, just show me the fucking Reddit serial guy sitting on the edge of the fucking ship. <laughs> They'll never take off from that carrier. <laughs> Why's the army here? <laughs> now look, I know you guys don't get along, but god damn it, the whole fate of the country. So you got, you're in charge of this, you're in charge of this. Great. Can we please just, just get there? God, how many fucking scenes did we get of the Japanese Navy and Japanese Army arguing? How many? And I'll tell you why they were all there. Because shipman good, army man in China, so army man bad. But even so, Jesus fucking Christ! I get that you have to delineate, but but (laughs) it's pretty close. The guy getting the the intel and just saying like, ah, we have to redeem ourselves like samurai. Like, go fuck yourself. What are you talking about? Well, apparently uh, Yamamoto was found, his remains were found with his hand clutched to a samurai sword, so he didn't even get to go out like a true warrior. I hate to see it. Won't see him in Mortal Kombat too. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, none of the enemy planes were 23 feet. In here. <laughs> <laughs> hey Siri, what's Japanese for just hanging out? <laughs> no, no answer. Sorry, guys. Uh, well, I guess there there really is no direct translation. That's why uh, that's why guns are outlawed over there, actually. That's right. Yeah, don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> There's no twenty three feet on that subway. You're yeah. good. You know, if they just uh, made those planes, they just folded the uh, folded the steel over a couple more times. Then... <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, so you know the uh, the the black box. The, <laughs> what if they? <laughs> okay, join us for next week's episode. Tora, Tora, Tora. Cold sweat. <laughs> so, uh, did you enjoy seeing the bayonets that you own in real life showing up in this movie? They weren't. That was a different theater. First of all, it was that was your? I theater. mean, you might have some from over there too. He just might have been less excited about it. No, I, I do have I do have a sashimi uh, knife, so. I can't tell which one's more racist. <laughs> it cuts fish. What do you want from me? <laughs> it's actually the sharpest blade. That yeah, I that's know. what they call them, man. <laughs> that was a, that was a note from the Chinese investors. Like, we absolutely cannot keep that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, I love the idea of China paying us for our podcast. Oh, I would say <laughs> Things so that we would include. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Then we couldn't cover anime anymore. Okay. That would That's be... a good point. Yeah. Sorry. Let's, uh, let's reconfigure Look, this. I will sell out for anything, but I will not stop talking about Angel Cop. Yeah. Correct. You know what's interesting <laughs> is that like they, they devoted all that time to Pearl Harbor, and they didn't like 
I really thought that they were going to show Hiroshima and Nagasaki. <laughs> they might as fucking well Boston. have. <laughs> Can you re- imagine if they did, like, they just showed the bombs and then they put, like, and then he went on to see his wife again over that. <laughs> Dude, I, like, <laughs> when they give us fucking 20 minutes of the Doolittle raid and then yada 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 the Battle of Coral Sea, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's like the one thing that I actually wanted to see in this movie. <laughs> and you're just gonna be like, ah, oh, yeah, here's a shot of a burning ship. I ran out of money. Anyway, back to the boys on the boat. Oh, I guess I should also talk about this. Speaking as the only one on this podcast who cares about film history, John Ford really did Correct. go to that uh, island to shoot. Oh my sequences. god, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I, I fucking do. forgot. I just got so mad. <laughs> John Ford. Hi, I'm John Ford. I'm a famous director. You guys like westerns? Well, this is kind of got western. Well, while he's part he of the Guardians of the Galaxy, he's gonna show up in the next movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he didn't actually get shrapnel in him. He got shit out. Keep shooting! I'm a famous director. <laughs> yeah, they had a bunch of Chinese money, but they did an episode on violence check, and then they got disappeared. This is really fucked up. <laughs> Hell's Wind, next week's episode. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> no, we're doing tour. It took tour, me tour. a second to register because I thought you said Pelswick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Baba Man's wife? Like... <laughs> I can't wait to kill these Japs and go home to my wife who's hotter than Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Oh, bring back those. Please haircuts. don't leave that one in. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. But I, I but we 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 don't have any fat to trim from this episode. <laughs> Just all the it. jokes I'm going to cut. This is going to be like the world's first 20 minute episode. So let's talk about Midway. Join us for next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> we won. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs> what song was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do that that, that bouncing souls on the ole 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 ole. That's a good call. <laughs> this is the worst episode we've ever done. Oh, actually, the best. That is a lot. Okay, what are we doing for next week? <laughs> we're just done, just like that. <laughs> I can talk about this shit all night. We can go see my scene. I don't fucking. Care. Oh god, what is there though? His name is Dick Best. <laughs> <laughs> so open for a short episode. You're just like, put his name, Chris. Look, <laughs> the fact that he's a real life person named Dick Best. Every name in this movie sounds like some. Made up fucking fanfiction.net Krillin and Pericles shit. Wait, that's actually a good point. They go to like that, uh, they go to a place and they're like that, I don't know, it was an officer's party or something like that. And the guy's like, I always wondered what kind of woman would marry Dick Best. And I would be like, most of them. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering who, yes, of course. Handsome hotshot fighter pilot, the humongous cock. (laughs) Allegedly. Uh, Richard Chad. This is your new CEO, Lieutenant Bobson Dugnut. <laughs> Man, I came really close to spitting that out. <laughs> <laughs> Bobson Dugnut, that's a Discord name. <laughs> nah, it's just like her good friend, biggest regulars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, listen to last week's episode if you want to get that joke. Spoilers, you still won't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hey, you get close enough. The context is all there. Yeah. So anyway, how early in the movie did you guys figure out we were going to win the Battle of Midway? <laughs> well, I didn't watch the trailer beforehand, so it took me a while. <laughs> I really went in just, just wanting no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, picture this. Johnny Depp just doing a huge magic bong rip out of a skull and blowing a cloud <laughs> and just seeing the Jonas brother get thrown into the ocean attached to an anchor. And they're probably like, oh my god. Oh, we, we have, have to, to kill these muggles, them. dude. <laughs> the, yeah, these are in fact the crimes that Grindelwald warned us about. There were various crimes and all of them happened at Midway. We saw none of them. Man, that's one of the things that kind of pissed me off about Harry Potter. Can you imagine if they implied that like there were wizards at the Battle of Midway. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> That's why the plane survived that long. That's how they were able okay, to... Hold on. 
Uh, you think you think J.K. Rowling's DMs are open? <laughs> <laughs> Look, with how many times they yell Jap, they might as well just start calling them Cho Changs. Let's fucking be real with each other. <laughs> that's how that's how Dick Bass was able to avoid all those bullets because his co-pilot cast a charm spell. Man, can can we talk about how the big like dude rivalry of this movie is fucking torpedo bomber pilots versus dive bomber pilots? <laughs> Like, like, yeah, look at this fucking pussy that just launches torpedoes. Like, damn, man, you got him. Like, man, you got him. We're out this runtime. I hope one of them respects the other at the end. <laughs> I hope he wins Luke Evans's respect. I guess <laughs> the good Evans. <laughs> I mean, he was the only one that was in Three Musketeers, so of course. Okay. Do you think the airship would fare well in this movie? <laughs> Can you imagine James Corden getting shot down? <laughs> yes. Vividly. I would watch two hours and twelve minutes of just that scene just, over just and over. James Corden getting interrogated by Japanese. <laughs> Please push James Corden off a boat. You don't even need the anchor. It's so much funnier to imagine he's in the airship and gets shot down, and he falls. Go. He falls through there. Go. Ah! Lands right on one of their carriers, and it blows up. <laughs> I don't bloody know anything. I'm not even American, and they just keep ripping out. <laughs> <laughs> Better movie, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Man, we gotta get China to hate James Corden as much as we do. Can't take much, dude. Yeah, just show them three Musketeers. Chinese people hate Japanese people as much as they love karaoke in the car with celebrities. <laughs> Never win them over. <sighs> you hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in America we call him Bustopher Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you remember his name because I sure did. I had to think about it for a second, <laughs> <laughs> which is longer than I wanted to think about it. Cat's extended cut where they beat the weed rat. <laughs> But what about the Japanese cats? What's their story? Do they get along? <laughs> uh, I, I really don't have very much else for this movie. You guys have anything else you want to hit on? Anything in your notes? That's I... like... <laughs> should we let him end this podcast? Or should we just keep <laughs> rambling about nothing? <laughs> I'm really split. Because that spaghetti smells really good. But also, psychic damage is very important to me. Well, we could choose next week's episode, you know. We could think yeah, about Yeah, we could have chosen this week's episode too, but look at what happened. Well, we're not doing Tora Tora Tora. Let's uh <laughs> do, you, do you actually want to do Pearl Harbor? <laughs> God, three hours. I, I mean I don't, but I mean if I don't do it now, I'm just gonna get assigned it at some point. So I'm assign well you the I can't believe neither of you has seen it. I've seen most of it. Jeez, what do it's, you want from me? Look, Roland Emmerich also did the Patriot Michael movie on TBS. Like, are you joking me? That's that's my entire Sunday. That's the entire day. Well we're not doing the yeah, Patriot. That's fair. I mean <laughs> No. No. No, I'm not watching the Patriot again, yeah, dude. Either. Fuck that movie. Yeah. It's so boring. Yeah. The absolute fucking nerve to give me fifteen minutes of oh well you see Mel Gibson's this gorilla who throws knives at people and then never go back to it. Absolutely suck my fucking, fucking dick. Hate that movie so much, dude. Uh it is reprehensible. Parker, do you wanna you know, maybe take like a week to decide at the last second again? <laughs> Look, I was preoccupied, and then I was like, okay, everyone's gone. Finally got sleep. I woke up and I was like, oh, it's Monday afternoon, huh? <laughs> Are we going to end up doing Spiral? i assuming I'm taking that L by myself. That's Thank fine. you. Which, what movie? That's a, that's a Chris Rock song movie. Oh, yeah, uh, that's all you, buddy. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't yeah, do I it, wasn't even so. going to pitch it, let's be Sorry. honest here. Yeah. Join us for next week's episode. Spiral. And that's the tea, sis.
had another look and I had a cup of tea and a butter pie. Butter pie? The butter wouldn't melt, so I put it in the pie. All right. All right. 